are back with the Buffalonian podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. It's Bucket Hat Thursday. You're going to be maybe hearing it on a Friday. Whew. I accept my punishment. I'm doing it right now as we speak. If you can see on video, for those of you listening on the audio side of things, I'll explain. I just so happen to be wearing a Chiefs bucket hat that I had in a drawer that I came across. And uh, because I picked against them again, and I'm 0-2 on Super Bowl picks in history on the pod. Um, I am. I'm, I said I would start the show out with it. Problem is I wear headphones. So now I look I look like a real goofy, goofy goober here. So uh, without further ado, Dom, I'll, I'll hand it to you. Thank you, sir. What do you? What do you? What? What were your initial thoughts of the big game? It's been a few days now. It's had time to marinate. I do have to say, I do have to say, this is the first time I think we're doing Streamyard with the new video, and that the video you chose of produced by Michael Loss when he does like the fade in the end zone is top oh yeah. Tier. Sorry for people that again, people who can't listen, who uh, can't watch and are only listening, highly suggest watching the YouTube version at least for that forty seconds because. It's good content. Maybe, but, maybe we'll throw it up on the socials or something so people can see it. Yeah, I know. But um, talking about the Super Bowl, I mean, it was all right. I mean, I, I had a little bit of like a rams Bengals kind of vibe where I wasn't really rooting for either team. Um, yeah. I would say I was rooting for a little bit for my pick, and I guess my Super Bowl scores, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, but it was all right. I mean, like Thad Brown immediately after the game goes, this might have been the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I was like, bro, like. I don't know about that. serious with that? Are like, we? 28 to 3, and you're telling me that the Super Bowl 58 was the best one? Like, there's no way. There's no way. Like, listen, was it a cool game? Yeah. I mean, we, I mean, it's, it's a game where you saw a little bit of everything. Like, you saw overtime, two possessions, field goal, touchdown. You saw, I know it's not technically a muff punt, but a special teams turnover. You saw a blocked PAT. You saw a couple of 50. You, you saw Steve Christie, Buffalo Bill record, get broken not once, but twice. Yeah, um, big time kicks, big time plays, maybe the greatest of all time. You know, we don't know yet. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I, I, the aspect of the game had a little bit of everything. Sure, was it the most entertaining game? Probably not. For not. Most of it, like, we're really honestly a Brock Purdy completion on third down away from being a, a what a nineteen sixteen Super Bowl. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, this I. I don't even know if this was like a top ten Super Bowl all time. Like I think if you rail them off, like I think you'd easily name like either the game last year was better. The Seahawks Patriots game, the Falcons game you could consider to be a better game. Like the first Bill Super Bowl was a good one. Um Steelers Cardinals, that was a, a fantastic Super Bowl. Like I think I don't know, you just go on and on, like Panthers Patriots was a good Super Bowl. Rams yeah. Titans was a good better Super Bowl. Like Again, you just go on and on, and I think you eventually can get to at least ten that are better than this one. But it still was a good addition of this, you know, of the fifteen Super Bowls. It definitely is probably at least in the top half, maybe the top third, top quarter. Yeah. So it's not bad. But saying, "Oh my God, it's great this of all time," it's like, dude, that's like completely recency bias. Yeah, jump into a conclusion on that one for sure. Um, yeah, it, recency bias is the best way to put it. Listen, I thought it was a good game, too. The officiating didn't really decide the game in a lot of situations, which was nice. There were a couple things, but there are always going to be a couple things. Um, the teams, I mean, at first it seemed just the fumbles. Like, what was going on? Like, it just continued. Like, back and forth, turnover, turnover. I'm like, oh, my God. If anyone took the over in this game, I am sorry. Because I what did, what did they end up? Uh, what did the, what was the over the was 47 and a half, I think, and they got to 47. 
Oh like, yeah. So I guess it ended up getting there, but talking about like, getting there, but it also played another 15 minutes. <laughs> it played 75 minutes. So of if you took the over in regulation, then you you didn't get it. You didn't get it either way. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, yeah. it just <laughs> it was a sloppy game. It was entertaining. Yeah. Like I enjoyed watching it. Again, I just uh, that play will be an infamy, man. Third down, you know, five yards away, and you win the game pretty much. I mean, I just said you win the game because Jake Moody was on back, but he still made the kick from fifty three. So you would assume even if you went further, he would have made it. But at that point, the Chiefs would have had a call timeout. They would have had one timeout with a minute and 50. Even if you kneeled, what? they probably call another timeout, 240 seconds. That's a, what, a minute 20 plus playing, and the field goal is probably another 10 seconds. So yeah. a minute and a half comes off. So they probably, at best, might have had 25 seconds and no timeouts to get into field goal range, which still, I mean, with Mahomes, you never know. But, like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like that, that, that was really the deciding play of the game. That, that incompletion. Well, um, everyone's going after Shanahan for not electing to kick the ball in overtime, but receiving it first and letting the Chiefs have it. Well, they would have had it either way with the new rules. So, my only thing about that, and I agree, like, I think he made the wrong decision taking the ball. Yeah. The only thing that, like, no one has kind of like brought up, which I find bizarre, is that yes, the Niners kicked the field goal. They're also acting, though, like the Chiefs would have won for every single fourth down. Like, if the mm-hmm. Chiefs had fourth and 10 from the 13, are they going for it, or are they kicking the field goal? You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, I guess maybe, like, in the perspective of, even if you got the ball first and you score a touchdown, like, the Chiefs would have been like, we're in four-down territory, and if we score a touchdown, we're going for two. So the third possession doesn't even matter. But, like, I don't know. I think there's I, – I, I just, like – Again, this isn't how it played out, but like there was definitely scenarios where if you kick the field goal first, the Chiefs may get into field goal range and maybe fourth down, and they may just decide to kick the field goal and then you get the third possession that way. Like saying, oh, we're going to get yeah. the third possession because we're going to score a touchdown. They're going to score a touchdown. We're going to get the third possession. That was flawed thinking. The way it actually turned yeah. out was a potential where you could have got the ball back if, like, I don't know, you got like a 10 yard holding penalty and all of a sudden it's fourth and goal from the 14. Like, I think at that point, the Chiefs would be like, let's just kick the 30-yard field goal and let's hope our defense has been pretty good all day get a stop. But I don't know. And I was talking about that, which I find bizarre. Like, I I could crap on Shanahan because that was a terrible – I still think that was a bad decision. But, like, yeah, no one – at least – like, his defense was, like, either say that, which is, like, if we go to got a stop, we think they would have kicked the field goal. Or the fact of, hey, their defense was tired. We thought we could have got seven on them. Our defense rest has the momentum. You know, we get a little momentum on our side. We we think we get held them out of the end zone. I don't know, just like yeah, and they didn't. But like, <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. Like, that that could be a very sound reason for it. And uh, unfortunately, Mahomes Mahomed and Kelsey Kelsey, and they did their thing and got down the field there. It's tough. That's the third ring in in four trips, right? Four trips in a row. Yep. Yeah, Not four trips in a row, but four trips and in... four total trips. Yeah, Tom Brady handed him the one L. Yep. I, it, yep. That brings me to my next question, actually, for you, really quick. So, uh-huh. Tom Brady, right, versus Patrick Mahomes. As everyone knows, it's a new GOAT conversation. The new MJ LeBron, right, except they actually played against each other. Tom Brady gave Patrick Mahomes his first loss in the playoffs. Tom Brady handed him his first Super Bowl loss as well, and his first ever loss, I think. So... Is there a head-to-head comparison that goes into the GOAT conversation? Or is that, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I think. Do you think that's a more of a because I've seen that get brought up the past couple of days now that Mahomes has three. That I've I just yeah. had to get your opinion on it. I I didn't know what you were thinking on it. That's a good question. Um, for my money, I think Mahomes right now, if he continues, would have played the quarterback position as well as any player ever. Mm-hmm. Like, just from what he's able to do, I think he's he's like the perfect mix. Of, I think this is the best comparison. If even when Brady was playing, everyone would say Aaron Rodgers is the better quote unquote quarterback. Like he could do more. Like he could a little bit more athletic, better arm, whatever. But Brady won. Right. So I think Mahomes might have that mix of the winning of Brady, but the talent level of Rodgers. Yeah. Um, so does that make him the most talented player? I, I don't know. I, I think it's hard because Brady got to seven. Well, that's a tough number to, to get to, first of all. And one of those was against, as you allude to, Mahomes. And he got uh, another ring because he beat Mahomes in the playoffs. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think that does have to matter. I'm sorry. Like, it's a. It just, I don't know. I, I think it has to matter. But, again, I, I view it as Mahomes is the, the best quarterback I've seen play. Doesn't yeah. mean he's the greatest ever. Like, I think maybe that's the, that's the demarcation where the greatest isn't always the most talented or maybe has played the position the best but has just found a way to win. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I did that. Yeah. I just, like, can we just do one, a one B like, why do we got to like make one person? In? Like, I just, <laughs> yeah. I know greatest of all time is like a singular thing, but like, I don't know, man, why do we got to take one person down and like tear the other person? You know what I mean? Like, we, yeah, no, both have, I, 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 I mean, I was just asking the question cause I've seen it. I'm not, you know what I mean? Trying to tear people down and all, but just an interesting thought because of their, both their, their careers. I mean, one's finished and one is still going. And, uh, they could be very similar by the end of it. So that's the interesting thing about it, you know? Yeah, I mean, Mahomes had a better quote-unquote start to his career. I mean, I think they're close similarly, but statistically, they, they're individually. I, I said, team success, they're close. Individually, they're not. It's going to be interesting because, yeah. again, Brady got to seven, but Brady also had a decade where he didn't win a single one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so there was I a think, slump for a while. Yeah, that would be, be interesting to see, but no, I, I don't know. But go... My my final takeaway before we can talk about squares is Mahomes came through, Kelsey came through, Chris Jones came through. Their three stars for Kansas City came through in a big way. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference between the Chiefs and everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like those three guys consistently show up in the big moments. Yeah. Right. Like you could You're not count worrying on, about them showing up. They're you there. Know they're, like even when Kelsey had one catch for one yard, like I was joking around because he again got I think there was an interception in the third quarter, so he had one catch, one yard, one tackle. <laughs> I was crapping on him. Yeah, but yeah. You knew eventually he was going to at least make an impact in the game. Chris Jones obviously had a lot of big time third down pressures and Mahomes and Mahomes. It's just a difference between everyone else in the league, though. Like those guys, like your stars need to be stars in the big moments. And that's why the Bills, you know, to, to take it to the Bills, that's why the Bills haven't won the Super Bowl or gotten at least to the Super Bowl, is that other than Josh, who is the player that is consistently outside of Josh in this entire run who's consistently showed up in the big moment? No one. There might be games, like we had a game for Gabe Davis at 200 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, James Cook's big game against Dallas. Like, No, but I'm talking in the playoffs. Like, in the playoffs, like, oh, yeah. you only really think of Josh, and then, like, Knox has done pretty well okay in the playoffs with touchdowns, like those wildcard touchdowns. Diggs had that one really good game against Indianapolis, had that touchdown against the Ravens, but he's been hit or miss. Like, yeah, 
you just really haven't had like outside of Josh, you just really haven't had like their best players consistently be great in the playoffs. And it's, it's, again, that's the reason why the Bills haven't won, which is quite unfortunate. But to yeah, they're relying too much on Superman to do everything. They need the Justice League, you know. Mm-hmm. Truthfully, I mean that's that's what it comes down to. No, absolutely. But, but I think it's I think it's square time, square talk time, square story chat time. Mm-hmm. So what you got? Two and five one, which again I think I crapped out and said that was an awful number. It is, yeah. but yeah. somehow they end up winning. Thank you, Jake Moody, for the miss PT. Um, and left goals. So your boy is in a family pool. One hundred twenty-five dollars in the fourth quarter is on the line. My dad funds it all. We have eleven squares. Mm-hmm. My brother goes first, Patrick, because youngest, oldest, and I'm the second. I go. You know what I'm going to do this year? Screw going around like doing one. I'm taking an entire row. So the top row, I take nine out of the ten. And I just <laughs> the last. I think I did the corners. I take nine out of ten. The number that comes up, San Francisco two is the row. And I'm and I'm like, guys, darn it! Like this is trash. Like. No way San Fran gets the two in any like realistic probably scenario. Like mm-hmm. that's a bad number. And and the end of the fourth quarter happens. It's it's 1919. I'm like, oh my God, like if San Francisco gets a field goal, they get to two. Well, San Francisco gets the field goal. I'm like, oh my god, I'm I'm gonna win. I'm gonna win. The only number I didn't have was Kansas City nine. I had Kansas City 1, Kansas City 2, Kansas City 3, 4, 5, 6, 0. One, 0 at the oh way. I had all 9 except Kansas City 9. So if the game ended, like if Patrick Mahomes first playing overtime, that was a pick, I would have lost having the entire row of San Francisco 2, except because I didn't have a Kansas City 9. Obviously, it didn't happen. I won 125 bucks, but it, it was a sweat fest, man. I was like, oh my God. I was like, do I wish I do I do I just I named them score touchdown because I was like I can't root for them to kick a field goal because then it's two two but then the game's not over and at that point yeah the San Francisco two could change like I I need a tutty year Patrick Holmes delivers for me he delivered (laughs) no that's that's sick you got yeah I again did not win any in our friend pool at all um one I wanted to ask you though. Ours was quarter by quarter. You ever done a minute by minute? No. I also had a very religious experience of ours. Oh. What was that? I messed up on ours. Like, I screwed up pretty bad at one point. Because I put 4Q instead of FS for final Mm. score. So the the fourth quarter ended, and it was 9-9. I was like, oh, my God. Whoever's 9-9 is going to be so pissed because, you know, group, I was like, we should just do final score. And I was like, oh, my God, I put down 4Q. And who else is it? But the initials read JTL. Oh, no. John Timothy Loss, mm-hmm. my father. So uh, he, you know, he was all right with it. He just gave me a ton of shit for it. So oh, yeah. I don't think, yeah. I, don't think, I, don't think I'm ever going to live that one down, but we dodged a bullet. Minute yeah, by well, minute, that's, that's Yeah, minute much. by minute. I don't know. Zero zero must have been a fan. I mean, what it was zero zero than one, wasn't it? Yeah, my uh, my money. My parents did one. You get a thousand dollars a minute. It was a big pool. Wait, time out. What's the buy-in? You well, it's a you get a thousand dollars a minute. Everyone, I think it's like five hundred a square, and you get like a couple squares. It's like a higher price. It's crazy. Okay, <laughs> one three grand. 
You won three grand. I didn't. I didn't. My family did. That's in that. I'm not. Are you kidding me? I'm not getting in that deep. Come on. <laughs> I would never see the light of day again. No, my family did that and won three three grand. Crazy. What happens in overtime? Is it over? Is uh, it, just it was 60? final score. Like it wouldn't end until the game's done. Do you know what I'm saying? No. So like you, you're. It's not over at the fourth quarter. In overtime, it restarts. Okay, know, but how would they do the squ- how would they do the squares? How would they do the pot then? It's still I I don't know I don't know the logistics. That's what I'm it. saying. That's what yeah. I'm confused by. Like how would well, they do I the just, pot? Well, I just I think you just keep going with whoever has it minute by minute if it's that score. You know what I mean? How much do you get a minute if you win though? If you're winning, I should say. Like if you had zero zero, and after the first minute you it was still zero zero as it was like thousand. How much do you win? You won a thousand bucks if you got zero. yeah. So if you got zero zero, you probably won like. 20 grand. Yeah, one of my buddies I was watching it with said someone won like 15 grand on squares or something like that. One of his What? Friends. Oh my god, that's yeah. insane. So the yeah, buy-in's he... 500 bucks? I think something like that. Yeah, it was high. It was it's crazy. How many squares? I think 3? No, hang on. Hang 500 on. times 100 is what? 50 grand? That's yeah, it. I, told I think that's a big it. Pool. It's more than that, yo. Cause what if it's a grand a square? If a grand a minute, that's sixty. That's sixty times a thousand. That's sixty grand. It's like five hundred a square. More than five hundred yeah. a square. It's got to be something holy, like that. Holy cow! So like you're like, t- <laughs> I think everyone split it on that side. You know what I mean? Oh my god! I could not live with that. Oh my no, god! No, I would, that, I would that, lose that's my mind. Much. I could put ten bucks down on a square. I'm chill with that. Maybe twenty. Yeah, but they ended up w- c- coming back with three grand crazy a profit or just three grand of like no they won three thousand on top of their buy-in god dang oh my god that's a that's that's a crazy square story that's what i wanted to tell you about i'm telling you right now as friends we were never doing that no 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 that would get toxic really quick with that amount of money on the line let me tell you not like any of us even have that i think to lay down or anything like that but um oh no that was that was my my square story for you i wanted to get your take on that crazy high price that might have been better than mine i thought mine was pretty good like the one number one but yeah but yours is attainable for 90 percent of the population my, my sure the people that the listeners could uh relate to <laughs> yeah so I, I i think i understand a little better so like if you me stash dish and ginge yes but the four of us went for one square that's what a buck 25 a a piece for all of us that's 500 bucks and then we would each get 25 percent of that singular so what there's 100 squares that must have been like i don't know how I, I, that must have taken weeks of planning or minute by minute easy. yeah it was it was it was a lot i remember the conversations i overheard a little bit but i don't think yeah. i wanted i don't think i mean that might be a great thing to put on your resume though like hey organized the sixty thousand dollars oh man organize and manage sixty thousand dollars of squares I, yeah okay well well, yeah, but okay. They're coming from Super Bowl squares to Super Bowl to Josh Allen, which hopefully one day we'll, you know, we don't have to skip to. It'll all be one conversation. It'll all be one conversation one day. Briefly, there was news on the new Bill Stadium. Mm-hmm. I think they said sixty-four percent will be covered. It looks like from the image, um, the entire three hundred level will be covered, and then a little bit of the one hundred level, but not a lot. Not but, as you get closer to the field, yeah. But it seems like. People who have season tickets in the 300 level just made themselves some money because that, I mean, that seems it like became that, that, that much more appealing now because, yeah, the, yeah. So, as people like you and I who love to sit in the 300s, you know, maybe a little tougher for us to get a ticket. You know, yeah, we've done, we've maybe done it in the wave, freezing cold. 
Yeah, maybe we had to go down to the 100s in the snow, but yeah, it looks cool so far. I mean, there's really not much to add. Um, it looks like it's going to be pretty pretty nice when it's over, but uh, excited, exciting that, you know, there's not that much to look forward to with the Bills right now as the season just ended, so it's cool to look at that for like the a... most exciting news that we can get other than Josh Allen playing golf with Tiger Woods. But speaking that was of, also cool. Big dog. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, big dog. Big dog. Um, you you but, were mentioning something about Josh. What were, yes, what Joshua. Saying? So, you know, I've seen this circling around, and I guess there's two questions involving this. Where would you put Josh all-time quarterbacks, and where do you think he is uh, compared to the league? So, like, last year, I'm going to say it, like, I think we had him three. I think we were really high on Burrow. Uh, I think all of us were at two. Uh, I think we were like, ah, you know, Josh, we love Josh, but then maybe it was just, like, recency bias a little bit of Burrow of, like, what happened with Josh the end of the el- with the elbow and all that this year, it seemed like midway through the season, there was going to be another, like somehow he was going to drop more because of what was going on with Lamar and all that. But I think I, before we talk about the all time one, so we'll, we'll talk about the regular season, like the comparable to the league. Now I think he's two. And honestly, this might be, um, I don't know if it's controversial, but I think most people who, File football, like the the analysts would agree. Like I think he's closer. This isn't like he's like close to Mahomes. This is not what I'm saying, but I think he's closer to Mahomes than whoever quarterback three is. Yeah, like I think he's Drake May. I think like Caleb Williams, number one pick. Drake May, kind of close, but not really. And then I think there's a drop off to quarterback three. I think that's like Josh Allen, comparable to the whoever you have as quarterback three, which I think right now, in my opinion, would probably be Lamar. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree with you. Like we say uh, frequently, Mahomes is in his own category. There's, It's not QB1. It's it's literally just, I don't, I don't even know what to call it, Mahomes, Mahomes tier, and then you have tier one, two, three, four from there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just how it is. And Allen is in tier one along with Lamar, along with Joe Burrow, those guys. But He's definitely the upper end of tier one. There is a drop off between Allen and the others. And it's not not saying the others aren't great, like you said, but Allen, just the physicality he brings, the talent he has and the way he's honed it in. um, I I think he he's above them any day. Who would you want more on your team is the question. Well, I I don't know if it's that, but it's a perspective of he does a lot of things. Well, I think he actually could take care of the ball a little bit better, but like, as a dual threat, he's always going to have those statistically, like, be a one-man offense. And in mm-hmm. the playoffs, like, he's played really well in the playoffs. It's not like it's a, not his fault that they've lost. Like, he's played very well. I think there's a great stat. I can't remember who posted but they are talking about Steve Spagnuolo, the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs, who won an all-time defensive coordinator run. Again, probably should make the Hall of Fame. Like, if we're being honest, like, I know, like, the coordinators don't make the Hall of Fame. And he was a bad head coach. I should say he was a bad head coach. He was a bad situation. And I think they went like 10-30 with yeah. the St. Louis Rams in the 2010s. But <laughs> um, like I he took down Brady. He took down in the last two years. I think he has four rings as a defensive coordinator. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that. But uh, for my money, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. But I, he, there was a great statistic about comparing Dolphins, Bills, Ravens, Niners. EPA throughout the season and then when they play the Chiefs in the playoffs and all of them have significant drop-offs. Oh, yeah. Like, like really bad drop-offs. Like, m- m- close to a tenth of, you know, a quarter of an EPA, which is a lot, point. 
The only one who doesn't have a drop off is the Bills. The Bills actually get better. I think the Bills are at point one in the play, in the whole before the, they played the Chiefs, and they went to point one four. Like they're the only, they're the highest by a lot because I think the Niners were like zero point zero one. I think that might be the second one. So like the Bills' offense under Josh Allen was the best offense performance against the Chiefs' defense that was also at full strength. Like people forget, like they lost a couple of guys. Uh, to when they played the Ravens, and then they weren't full strength against um, the Niners. So another thing to put on Josh's crown as QB two is that he had a, he had a good performance. Like and yeah. he drove the always if does. He, if he doesn't get hit by Chris Jones, Chris Jones doesn't make a special play. Like they might have won that game. And you know, again, I don't want to play the what if game because it's going to hurt my feelings. It's the same thing I felt like after the twenty twenty one season. Really felt like the Bills could have beat either of those two teams in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they didn't make it in the end of the day. But switching to all time, I think this is a tougher discussion. Like it's a tougher de- to quote unquote defend Josh because he doesn't have the yeah. athletes. Like he has one second team All Pro in 2020. He's a two time Pro Bowler, which is whatever. The Pro Bowl is whatever. Really, I I I personally view him as a four time Pro Bowler because if he just would have said yes instead of golfing, he would have been. Like in twenty one and this this year, like yeah, he should probably be a four time Pro Bowler, but he's only gonna be read two time Pro Bowler because he would rather golf than play in the Pro Bowl. Um, doesn't have MVPs, only the one conference championship experience, uh, uh, you know, game, no Super Bowl. So I don't know. It's it's hard because all time is really like legacy, but he's just been so good. I, I and I guess listen, he's not close to the top ten. Right, I think I think you could say like the tenth best quarterback of all time might be Brett Favre, and Brett Favre has three MVPs, a Super Bowl, and another appearance. Like, yeah, but is top twenty out of the question? I don't know. I I think it. Where where would you like? Would is top twenty right now? Is he twenty? Yeah, I would say so. He's lower end of twenty. I would say. You know what I mean? I, I don't think he's. Like you said, the accolades, unfortunately, are one of the bigger measuring tools for quarterbacks mm-hmm. all time, right? And wins aren't a quarterback stat, quote-unquote. That is not the case, unfortunately. So Mahomes has three Lombardi trophies. You have none. Like, it, it's different. It, it, you're not – even though you play similarly, you play the same kind of game, until you get those same accolades, you will not be talked about on the same conversation. That's just how it's going to be. A lot like these other guys. I mean, you think back to the 90s, right? Elway, Marino. Elway eventually won one. Marino won two. Won two. Yeah. Marino did not, right? I mean, it's just and he was one of the better well, passing quarterbacks well, in, in he history. didn't win one, but I think people would have Marino in the top ten. I think yeah, no, that's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I think there's a path where you get there. I mean, hopefully we don't discuss that, but right. So looking at pro football reference at their Hall of Fame monitor. Josh has 38.43 what value or whatever, which is 79th among quarterbacks. Wow. The average is 103.58. So I know I, I will say this. He again, he hasn't he's only played six years. Right? Am I wrong? No, six. I keep yeah. This was his sixth season. Yeah, you're right. Um I don't think accolades are everything because I mean, I'm just reading some of the names off in front of him, and he's better than Drew Bledsoe. He's better than Carlson Palmer. Like those guys. It's a, this is a longevity stat, right? The monitor thing. It's really a longevity. Like a lot of these guys, like Carlson Palmer, played for over a decade. Like Drew Bledsoe, 
Like those yeah. guys played half the season. Now Lamar is way up there because he has two MVPs. Um, I think he's at sixty nine, which is insane. Um, Stafford's up there. So like again, I think it's a little weighed out f- from you had to win accolades, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's going to be a very interesting conversation uh, involving um, Josh because the worst. Actually, I think it's funny. The worst one in the statistic to be in the Hall of Fame, I think, is Jim Kelly. Yeah. yeah because 50, he 59, 59.1 is the worst, worst Hall of Fame, worst quote unquote Hall of Famer if you talk about quarterback stat. So I don't yeah. know. I, I, again, it's, it's a little I'm bit of a flaw. Yeah, it is a little bit, but it's an interesting question to ask because you got to think back to all those all time greats too, right? Like the Elways and Marinos. Like, you know, I'm looking at an NFL list right now, right? Yeah, but these those are the guys already. Have, yeah, but to not spend too much more time, I, I think he's. I think right now, if his career kept going on the way he did, I think he'll be in the top twenty with no ease. Oh, hundred percent. Like I think I if he yeah. plays for, like if he plays 12, 15 years, I think he's going to get an MVP. I think he's going to get a couple of Super Bowls. I think he could get to the top ten. I think there's a realistic possibility he gets to the top ten, but I think he does have to. Also, I think he's going to make it the Hall of Fame uh, as long as he stays healthy. Um, but uh, he does need to start when we talk about all time. Needs to get some accolades, but I think those are just those will come with time, truthfully. And here's the thing: unfortunately, he's Peyton Manning to Tom Brady. That's just what you're dealing with at this point. So Manning eventually got his flowers. Remember how long that took? He was just trashed for his turnover-prone gameplay, all of that. So he'll get his, but. Transitioning to the Sabres for a brief point. Um, Sabres, last time we saw them, had that crushing defeat against the Stars, but they played two games since then, a 3-1 loss to St. Louis and a 7-0 drubbing of the Kings. Uh, they played yeah. a night against the Panthers, uh, which I don't know if we'll have the square by that time, but we don't know the result. But, God, I hate Buffalo Sabres, man. I hate Sabres. I hate Sabres. They just bother me so much. Two games yeah. come out of the break, the kind of like whatever performances against the Dallas and St. Louis, and then they just completely kicked the Kings' ass. Yeah. Like, what the heck? And UPL looks like the goalie of the century. All again, UP, you know, UPL. He's since, been playing well, though, even in the losses. UPL since December 30th is number one in the NHL and yeah. goals saved above expected. Like, he's actually really good. And this, yeah, this double, that he's double like, hip replacement set him up for success. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Well, this is what my frustration is, is that the Sabres are actually on five on five or like I think they're 52 percent in expected goals for. So they're above average on five on five and they're getting good goaltending and we are still 10 or eight points out of the playoffs. And why? It's because the the PK is whatever and the special and the power play sucks like it's awful. Like the reason why the Sabres, the number one reason why the Sabres will not be making the playoffs is because their power play is awful. And I'm sorry, you just like. This is why, like, if we're putting blame, every the three coaching players, general manager slash, I just count roster, and yeah, the GM, they all deserve blame. I just think, co- I just think a coach, a different coach, could have got so much more out of this group, at least special teams wise. Yeah, um, like, even if they, it doesn't even, have, didn't have to even be the head coach, but make an assistant coach, make a different power play, like. If they had a better, if they were just league average on the power play, they might be in the playoffs right now. And I think that to me is the frustrating part. Um, 
you know, the deadline's coming up. I think they should probably try and sell off some pieces. And I, I don't know. I, I think that's the most frustrating part is you're getting a good season out of UPL. Levi, at least you, it now seems has they have a plan of like, hey, he's doing well in Rochester. Let's keep him in Rochester and develop. Ryan Johnson's getting a good run. You know, Cousins seems to have come back to life a little bit. He looked really, he, they've looked really good. Benson, him, and Paterka um, have played really well. I know Jacqueline going down sucks and Owen Power not being injured and Wilson being injured. It's just, I don't know, it's definitely, a, it's, just been, it's just been a frustrating season. Um, it has. And it really has just subverted expectations in the most horrible way. <laughs> because going into the season, I know we were talking playoffs. Like I, I was almost guaranteeing the Sabres were going to make the playoffs playing the way they did last year. And look at what happens when they play that way, Dom. They rally against teams seven to nothing when they play that game. Yeah, and I just, it's, it's just like I don't I don't know. It's just frustrating. And um I don't know. If Paul Hamilton earlier today said until uh, he says otherwise, it's UPL's starting net. That's how the Sabres are going about it. As long as he's self as long as he's not gonna get hurt and yeah. He's okay. your best goalie. You can't lose him. Well, yeah. why would you start Comrie at this point? He's awful, and I'm not terrible. Not Levi anymore. No, again, because Levi's doing all right in Rochester right now. It's just, it's just frustrating. Um, I think a big conversation is Casey Middlestad. Like, what do they do with him? Yeah, my money is this. I don't think they should trade him. I think they're just going to have to go to arbitration with him. And you in arbitration, you could either, you know, the arbitrator agrees on, you know, what specific amount you're getting, like $5 million or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the team can have one year, say, okay, we'll do that for one year or two years. The Sabres should just do that on whatever number the arbitrator decides you do when you say two years. And figure, yeah. out, figure out that situation in two years. Like, I, I hate kicking the can down the road, but you're just going to kick the can down the road. And maybe your salary cap situation is better. Maybe you had to move him, but like, I just think he's played well enough where I think you're creating a hole in your roster. And hopefully, the arbitrator, you know, doesn't completely screw you over and he doesn't have a super high salary cap. But I mean, I don't, I just don't see where they move. Like, if they're going to move him, they're going to move him for a top four defenseman, which is chill. But that top four defenseman is also going to be at just equally expensive as he is. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're right. And, that's he's arguably been one of the more consistent sabers on the season. I mean, he's got trade value. Uh, he's got value to him now after being our most hated saber, I would say a couple of years ago where we were literally just dogging on him every episode because the guy was the, he had the, what that one graphic who was with him on that. Was that Jacob Bryson down there with him? Like yeah, the lowest pro- productivity or something. And it was like, everyone else was up here and they were just down here by themselves. And I was like, yeah, 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 Middlestead just needs to go. But no, since the second half of last season and this whole season, that guy's really just put it in gear, and I don't know. He's been doing all right. So I would, like you said, take him to arbitration and see what happens at that point. He's, you know what I mean? He's like that. He's a, he's not a core player. I think core is the wrong word. He's Alex Tuck. Like, Alex yes. Tuck to me is not on the core. Like, the core is probably Tage, Cousins, Dowling power. Like you, you only probably have four players in your core, maybe five. Yeah. If those are your core four, I mean, you've signed them to all the long-term extensions. You've like those, you've established your core, but you need secondary pieces like talk and you know, had to be successful. So yeah, I, I, I think doing that is the best move 
And I just I don't know what they do if Samuelson. Um, I just like this team is just so weird. Like this, like they're on like a eighty point pace, if that somewhere around there, twenty three, twenty five, and four. They're actually getting the goaltending, and they're worse. It's just I don't know. I it's it's hard to continue doing the same dance. I think they have to be aggressive. Um, yeah. This offseason and really improving the roster um, and be willing to move some. Like, I don't think, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I don't think any prospect of the Sabres currently have is untouchable. No, 100%. I agree with you on that. Like, I There's, think you, you might have to purge some of them, truthfully. The only one who I value. would value, maybe not Levi, like, just because I think. Go, go oh, no, weird. yeah. And yeah, he, I, I want to like go back on my point, but my skaters wise, skater wise, like Savoy, Kulik, Roseanne, Oslin. I don't really count Benson as a prospect. I just count him as an NHL player. So I think maybe I, I don't know how comfortable I would be trading him away just because I know he could play in the NHL like that'd be kind of weird. Um, yeah. But anyone not in the NHL who is deemed a prospect, I would not hesitate to trade. You have a lot of them um, that teams would you know, be interested in that are looking to rebuild and start from scratch in some places. Like, goaltending for me isn't as big. And if UPL can continue to play this way the next couple months, like him, Levi, maybe you add a veteran goalie in the offseason to just kind of bridge it between Levi and whoever you get so you don't have to have Levi in that role as the, the second string, not the second string, but backup. And to me, it's just adding maybe a couple pieces forward-wise, but maybe that's internally. You know, maybe that's Kulik. Maybe, I mean, maybe, I don't know. And then defensively, I think they need to add a piece, but they got to figure out kind of what to do with some of these guys that contracts are coming up, a la Middlestat, a la Henry Yuki Haru. What are they going to do with Connor Clifton? Because that contract looks awful, and I think they should get out of that. Like, Yeah. But what is that, the price tag to dump a two-year, three what, three point three million dollar contract? Like, what's the price tag you had to attach to trade that? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, there are questions, and we have no answers, and we won't have answers. And Samuelson, and Samuelson's Sam- like the biggest question mark. It's like, what the heck? Do you, like, he has six years left. You're yeah. not getting. I'm sorry, you're not trading that contract. Like, no one's going to take you on that contract. He plays a role, but like, he's overpaid and under prone. Like. It's uh, just I, I feel like they've set themselves up in some spots for failure and it's just not not a good vibe, you know? Like that specifically. But they play tonight against Florida. Yeah. Sam Reinhardt comes to town or or lad. On pace um, to score his 40th goal. What a season he's having. In Minnesota on Saturday, home against Anaheim on Monday, and Wednesday in Montreal. Um hopeful for a good stretch here, maybe get some momentum. I I just want to I don't, they're not going to make the playoffs, but I would like to, I just want to continue to see UPL play well. I'd like to continue to see Zach Benson play well. I'd, I'd like to see that line, the whole line play well. I'd like to see Tage kind of getting back to himself. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't go into games anymore if, oh, they have to win or lose because I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. It doesn't, yeah. I mean, I'd rather have them win, but it's mathematically possible. It's just not going to happen. I'm just now focused on the individuals. Like, I want individually these players to continue to take steps in their development so that next year, next year comes around, they're ready to take another step and we could be hopefully talking playoffs this, this time. 
But um, I think that will do it. I don't have yeah. anything else to say. For the Sabres. I will say this, though. I think next pod, maybe not next pod because I don't want to put that all on myself. That's a lot of pressure. But I do remember we did a preseason pod, and we had about 20 questions that we asked. Or we asked, like, hey, this is, these are the questions that are going to define the season. Mm. I think next pod, oh. I'm going to go back. I'm going to write down the questions, and we're going to see where we are with two months left in the season. I love it. What a great idea. And I do have one last thing to the say. Bucket hat, about... man. The bucket hat is just giving me brain power. I know. Mine's halfway across the room right now. I'm not putting that back on either. But <laughs> but um, one last thing to say about the Sabres. They're 6-0 with Jacob Bryce starting on the defense. Without further ado, that's going to do it for this edition of the Buffalonian Podcast. I'm Joe Kelly. As always, I'm joined by none other than Dom Loss. And Dom, how do we always end these, buddy? Go Bills, baby. Go Bills.